Hi, I'm Chris, and welcome to the Movies and Munchies podcast. In each review, I'll give you spoiler-free thoughts about the film and let you know if it's worth your hard-earned cash. I'll also tell you how family-friendly it is, just in case that's of interest to you. Again, thanks for tuning in to this episode. I recently got to review the independent horror film called Headshots, and it got me to thinking about all the other horror films out there that I may not have heard of or that you may not have heard of as well. So what I wanted to do is put together a list of just from tame to insane and share it with you. I've got a list of 10 horror films with a couple of honorable mentions in there with my list of 10 horror films that you may not have heard of but you should probably check out. I'm also going to tell you where you can find them available, at least at the time of this recording. I'll start out with the tame ones and then progressively into the insane and the just the plain crazy and weird. First up is the 2014 zombie horror comedy called Cooties. It stars Elijah Wood and Rain Wilson and Jack McBrayer and then a whole cast of other characters as well. And the basic premise is all of the adults are teachers trapped in a school because they are under attack from zombified students. This one is really a lot of fun. I mean, it is not the best horror movie out there. It's not the best zombie movie out there either, but it does fit the bill for a good comedy with zombies. Right now it's available on Hulu in the US, and if you get the option, you should probably check it out. It's cooties, it's fun, it's comedy, it's zombies, and a whole bunch of kids just rabidly chasing after their teachers. What could be bad about that? Next up is a horror film from 1967. It's called Spider Baby, and it stars Lon Chaney and a very young Sid Haig. Now, this one is pretty bizarre. Basically, you have this reclusive family who lives out in just out in the remote areas, and they're, well, they're different, to say the least. One of the daughters likes to play a game called Spider, and from there, it just gets really weird. Sid Haig is great. He's like kind of a slower brother. I'm not sure he actually spoke in the film. Lon Chaney is playing it straight in this. I mean, he is not over the top. He's not a monster. He's not anything. He's just a caregiver who is looking after the family. And then you have outsiders who come in and it just begins to devolve as it goes. There is certainly a level of creepiness to it, but at the same time, I love the fact that they don't show a lot of violence, that it's all left up to our imagination. If somebody is getting hurt, whether it be stabbed or bitten or pushed or whatever that happens to be, most of it happens off of the camera. You get to see some movements, but you don't see the aftermath. And I just like that because it leaves it to me to fill in those gaps and to see, to determine how bloody it may be, how gruesome it is, whatever. I've seen photos of a colorized version. I watched it in black and white on Amazon Prime in the U.S. Spider Baby with Sid Haig and Lon Chaney. Uh, give it a watch. Next up is a Korean horror film from 2006 called The Host. Now, I know that there was some movie that was based off a Stephanie Meyer book or something like that. That, that, don't go looking for that one. I don't know what that one is. It's probably crap. It looks like crap just from the cover. This one is directed by Bong Joon-ho, who is directing the soon-to-be-out, or kind of out, the festival darling Parasite. The host is great because it brings a great level of heart to the film. I mean, yes, there is some terror. The special effects are actually not that bad for the most part, 
But overall, it really shocked me at how emotional the entire thing was. You have basically this creature that is created because of toxic waste and just environmental disaster. And it just begins to wreak havoc. Right now, I could only find it available online, but it is something I think to really check out. Especially if you enjoyed something like Train to Busan, which just had a really great level of emotionality to it. I mean, it just, it really tugged at your heart. This one could do that too. And again, there is some also some humor to throw in there as well. And then of course, it's a horror. So if you're keeping track, we're at number four. And that is Braid, which is from 2018. And right now it's available on Amazon Prime. Now I watched this and I gotta rewatch it because I'm a little confused, honestly. It is dark, it is twisted, it is really, really weird. And basically the entire premise is a group of friends have created this make-believe world. And now as adults, Two of them need to go back to visit their friend who kind of still lives in that world so that they can steal money and then do whatever they need to do. But once there, they have to follow the rules of this world that they set up. And it's kind of jacked up. Actually, it's really jacked up at what happens. And there are some scenes that just go into a whole new level of madness. I love also the colors in this. I mean, it is a psychedelic trip at different points and it is just beautiful to watch, but it will mess with your head something awful. Because I, I like I said, when it ended, I went, wait, wait, what? Okay, time for a rewatch because yeah, I apparently missed something or there is a lot more going on than it's just surface level. Don't let that scare you off. Braid from 2018, it's definitely worth it. Now that we're at number five, we're gonna start to get into kind of a little bit more of the creepy and definitely the weird. I mean, Braid was weird enough, but for number five, it is Terrifier from 2016. This one's available on Netflix in the United States, and it is a film about Art the Clown, and I just don't ever wanna meet this dude. I mean, I don't believe that he ever speaks. And this has one of the gnarliest kill scenes I've ever seen. I mean, it is cringeworthy. And luckily, they don't show all of it. They show... Eh, actually, they don't show a lot of it. They show some of the aftermath. But it really does leave it up to your imagination, which is not a good thing. This is just a jacked up serial killer type of movie. I mean, as if we needed any more killer clowns to just be creepy of. But Art the Clown, just he, he just he takes it to like that next level. The acting in this is not very good. I mean, this is more of your independent, low budget type of horror film, but it is gory and it is gruesome and it does have a good level of terror to it. I wanna say that a lot of people probably have heard of this, but not have watched it, especially if you've heard about the one kill scene. And yeah, it's it's gross. You, you could probably just close your eyes and your ears as you go go past that one and be totally fine. But overall, it, it's a good watch. I mean, it's definitely up there when it comes to just a good creep out. Number six is one of my most terrifying movies that I just, I love to watch it, but it is so stinking freaky. It is The Bay from 2012. And this is a found footage movie where these parasite-ish type of things, or at least bugs maybe, are infesting the waterways. And it takes place over, I think it's a 4th of July or a Memorial Day weekend. 
and oh, it's just everything that you see is found footage. So some of it's from, you know, newscasts, just all spliced together, but truly one of the most horrifying sequences is something that you don't even see anything happen on screen. A cop car pulls up to a house and all you hear is the audio. And it is just, oh, it just gives me the chills. Totally worth checking out. I mean, this one is just, it, it's so good. And there are a lot of found footage films out there. And some of them are really, really great. Some of them are just kind of crap. This one, though, is near the top of the list. And surprisingly, at least to me, The Bay came from Barry Levinson. You know, he directed Rain Man. I mean, I was not expecting this type of horror film from him. But he also did Toys with Robin Williams, and that had its own kind of creep factor to it. So maybe it does make sense there. Anyway, if you get the chance, check out The Bay. I could only find it available on demand right now, but totally worth it. Number seven on my list is something that I just recently saw. Now, honestly, the title, the cover, nothing about the film made me want to watch it. And I decided to just, you know what, let me check it out. Mm, we'll give it a try. It's on Netflix. So, you know, worst case is I stop it halfway through. I didn't even have to leave my house. The Autopsy of Jane Doe from 2016 with Brian Cox and Emile Hirsch. Oh, that's a creepy one. I love how it's in basically one setting. You're in this basement morgue type thing and Brian Cox and Emile Hirsch are doing the examination, the post-mortem on this Jane Doe. And as they uncover more and more, it just is like, ooh, that, ooh. And then things start to happen. And it is supernatural, but it's done really well. I was shocked at how much I actually ended up enjoying this, especially because I went in just thinking that it was gonna be terrible, that I really wasn't too keen on watching it, but I figured, yeah, I'll give it a try. I'm so glad I did. If you have not yet watched The Autopsy of Jane Doe, you might give it a watch because it, it does add this, just this huge level of creepiness to it. It kind of sets itself up for a sequel, and I hope they don't ever make one because I think it works just really well how it is. They end it right there, and you're good to go. Number eight on my list is The Void from 2016. It's available on demand right now, and it stars Daniel Fathers. You may recognize him from the Camp Rock series, which this is not anywhere near near that. This is a cosmic horror that is done really well. It is very odd. And basically what goes on is this group of people find themselves trapped in a hospital being surrounded by these hooded figures. And it's just bizarre. It descends into madness and everything that goes on. If you're a fan of cosmic horror, then it's not too shocking about everything that goes on, where the basic premise of cosmic horror is that you can't do anything to change your fate. And I think that adds just a new level of terror to everything, because no matter what you do, you're not really going to be able to change or escape. Now, do they? Do they break that? Because sometimes they do break that in the cosmic horror genre. But I'm not going to tell you if they do in this one or not. The film is dark and creepy, and it's something really good to watch late at night because, you know, you have all the lights off and it just adds to this level of unease of everything that's going on. 
The acting is pretty good. It's not awesome. There are some gory scenes to it, but more so it's that third act. It's when everything just goes off the rails and you just find yourself like, what in the world is going on? And just all hell breaks loose, literally. The tagline of the film is, there is a hell, this is worse. Now, it's not as in, this is a bad movie, but everything that's about to happen is worse than hell. And it's just, it's something definitely to check out. It's The Void. It's available on demand. Give it a watch. Number nine on my list is a horror thriller from 2003 called High Tension. This one is crazy. The, the tension on this, they're not lying. It is super high throughout the film. The story is about two friends who travel home during the summer to visit one of the friends' family, and they live on a farm. And then this unknown guy shows up and just starts wreaking havoc. And the tension, the terror, begins there and does not let up. The story, though, is very engaging. I mean, you find yourself like, ooh, ah, uh, and honestly, it had been quite a while since I'd seen it, and I just recently watched it, and first off, it held up, which I wasn't sure it was going to, and then I had forgotten some of the key parts to the story, and so I was scared and tense all over again. There was one scene that I did remember, and that just happens to be with one of the weapons, because it's kind of iconic for this film. But otherwise, woof, it's crazy. Now, it's available on Amazon Prime and on demand. Here's the weird thing, though, when you're watching it. When I originally saw it, I saw it in French, subtitled. Awesome. There now is some weird hybrid thing going on where it's dubbed in English mostly, and then parts of it go into subtitled French. It is just really odd. Get through it. Push past it if you don't buy the DVD or the Blu-ray because the movie is worth watching, even with the wonky audio. If you're keeping track so far, we've done nine films. Right now, I want to give you my first honorable mention. Now, this one is probably something that you have heard of, but if you're like me, maybe you didn't see it, at least when it first came out. I looked at it on Netflix for the longest time and kept scrolling past it because the title alone just kind of turned me off a little bit. Like, I was like, ah, that just looks stupid. Not going to waste my time on it. Finally, we decided to click on it and watch it. I am so glad I did. From 2010, it is Tucker and Dale versus Evil. It stars Tyler Labine and Alan Tudyuk and... I gotta tell you, this comedy horror just turns things on its head. I absolutely love this film. I mean, no joke that I probably watch it two to three times every year because it's just that funny. I mean, it's so weird. Some of the acting is cringeworthy. It's kind of cheesy in a lot of spots, but at the same time, it's hilarious. You have a group of college kids who go camping for a holiday weekend, and then you have two rednecks who are out to renovate their cabin and just... All kinds of craziness ensues. There is a lot of death. There is a ton of blood in this. But most of the gore is pretty fake looking. I mean, when you see it, you can tell certain things. Like, it's just like, oh, that was just some kind of bad CGI. But you get past it because it's so funny. The two leads, Alan Tudyuk and Tyler Labine, do an amazing job as Tucker and Dale. They are hilarious. And I just end up loving the entire story. If you haven't watched it, click on it. It's available on Netflix in the United States right now and definitely worth it. I mean, I even bought the steelbook of it because the steelbook was just beautiful. But it's one of those things that 
once you watch it, and if you're into just comedy and horror, then you'll probably watch it again because the rewatchability on this one is fairly high. Now, you may not watch it as often as I do, but I think, you know, even once a year, you'll find yourself sitting down like, yeah, it's time again. My second honorable mention is the low-budget indie horror film. This is not terrifying, really. It is gruesome. It is gory. It's actually quite crude, surprisingly enough, at least to me, because of who the director is. It's from 2015. It's called Gravy. It is available on Amazon Prime right now. It's directed by James Roday, who played Sean on Psych. And then he brings in a lot of his psych friends, or at least people that made cameos on there, to star in this film. Story on this one is pretty gross and disgusting. What it is is three criminals hijack a restaurant and held hostage all of the employees one night. And they have something very specific on the menu that they want. It stars Michael Weston and Jimmy Simpson, even Lily Cole from Last Man Standing, and Paul Rodriguez are in this. Now it is fun. It is definitely cheesy. The acting is fairly terrible in this. This is definitely one of those low budget, independent type films. And because though it is available on Amazon Prime in the United States, it's not gonna cost you anything extra to click on and watch. It's definitely something for a casual watch, but if you're not into really crude humor and a lot of disgusting blood, then you may not wanna watch this one. There's also some really good cameos in it, so if you do like James Roday, then you might wanna check this out. Now, like I said, this list was progressing from the tame to the insane, minus the honorable mentions. I just threw those in towards the end just because I think that they're worth checking out at some point if you've never seen them. But the last one, the number 10 on my list, is insane. I had to watch it twice because I didn't get it the first time. And even then, I still left a little bit confused. But I gotta tell you, it is torturous to watch. It is not an easy watch. It is crazy, just violent and weird and awfully unsettling. It's Baskin from 2015. It's available on Hulu in the United States right now. And this is a Turkish horror film. And it is crazy. I mean, the story really is the ultimate battle of good versus evil. So once I understood that, I mean, I can appreciate the film and I can appreciate what's going on in it, but I gotta tell you, it is a tough watch to get there. This group of police officers are called in for backup at this abandoned building. And when they show up, just weirdness starts and it just descends from there. I mean, even when the movie opens, it's weird and it's creepy. It has a really dark vibe. The entire movie is shot at night. And so it's already dark and it's just creepy. And the conversations that go on between the police officers, even before they get called out, is just, it's its really off-putting, I think. But overall, the film is a good watch, especially if you're into something really dark. But like I said, I've watched this twice in a very short period of time and I'm really good for a really long time. There is absolutely some cringeworthy horror in this one. I mean, so if you like that, if you're looking for something gory and off-putting and unsettling, then Baskin might just be right up your alley. Now, I am sure that there are films on your list that you think I should watch. I would love to know what those are. You can put those in the comments below. But hopefully I have uncovered a few gems for you, especially if you're a horror fan and something that you haven't seen before. It's definitely worth checking out. 
and maybe, hey, maybe you have seen some of these on there. Maybe it's just time for a rewatch. I don't know. Let me know if you agree with my list, what you think I missed, what would be something good that everybody else should know. Put that in the comments too, because this is the opportunity to share all of our weird and just off-putting tastes, right? Thanks for joining me on Movies and Munchies. If you enjoyed what you heard, please consider subscribing and tell your friends. You can also watch my movie reviews on YouTube. Just click the link in the podcast description or search Movies and Munchies on YouTube. I'm Chris. This is Movies and Munchies. Thanks for couching with me.